All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Here we are. We're back okay. for the Cross Points podcast. Aura and David, your host. Or David and Aura. Well, I think that consistency is key. I think people just really like Aura uh, and Consistently David. David and Aura. I mean, the feedback has come back uh, and they've been like, oh. wow, your name's just so cool. It that, be that's, first. That's, that's, what's, that's what you're hearing on the street, that's, huh? That's it's what's Aura and David. Street. Okay, yes. all right. Um, <laughs> we are here for episode four today. Okay, yes. We are officially seasoned podcasters. Mm, professional. So professional yes, podcasters. Yes, okay. I like the alliteration in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, at the end of this episode, we will be answering questions, we being David. Um, so send us your questions in the comments, or you may email them in at podcast at crosspointschurch.com. And also don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you're always up to date on our newest episodes. Fantastic. I know, I'm excited. Oh, and I also wanted to do a little plug here because in our next episode, we're going to be doing a giveaway. What? I'm now. I'm oh, it sounds great. Come on. I know. Giveaway. Here we teaser. go. The first giveaway. The first of many giveaways. Yes, exactly. Um, so stay tuned for the next episode if you want to okay. do a giveaway. So how do they how do they go about getting the giveaway? Do we know yet? Or well, are we going to wait? We'll tell them next episode. Okay, yeah, next, yeah, next episode. Okay. Stay tuned. All right. Yes. Stay yes. tuned. Yes. So okay. today's episode, we are going to be talking about less pride and more fulfillment Ooh, okay less pride more, more fulfillment. fulfillment okay yes, got it all yes. right less pride i know so okay. i was trying to think of it's not hard for me to think of things let me tell you but <laughs> things that people say that just come off a little snobby a little prideful what are you i know come i'm on. sure you've met somebody who's prideful before. Uh, i'm just yeah, guessing mm-hmm. and the first thing that came to mind for me was somebody who like just casually quotes c.s lewis really yes Does okay that just come off, like, yeah, a little i mean do you have that in conversations where people actually like bring oh, up a quote from yes, c.s like, lewis well, as C.S. as lewis would say <laughs> like what like what and i just feel like, like give that's, me an like, example like what, would, like they, what little, would they say i don't know i feel like people would just say it like if you're talking about anything theological okay yeah. yes okay if we're in the theological vein yes c.s lewis is the expert he's on kind of anything a, yes he's kind of like the oh OG that's expert. right hey i have a c.s lewis oh, quote oh, you boy. didn't even know that i had this is for real this is what c.s lewis says about pride oh, no. a proud man is always looking down on things and people and of course as long as you are looking down you can't see what's above you no well he's see right. that is for you it's he's, he's am i a prideful person I mean, now is that is that what you're I telling mean, hopefully me you wouldn't have said that in casual conversation <laughs> no, I I, had, I had to look that up. I hope. What do you? What about you? Do you have anything that you? Uh, okay, the one thing that <laughs> really irritates me is when somebody ha- says, "You have no idea what it's like to be me." <laughs> Yeah. I, I like have that you one. have you ever had that? For Anybody sure. ever said that? Yeah. For sure. I mean that's yes. that's pretty irritating. Yes, I like, like that. Like instantly they're saying you <laughs> have no you, right you to say anything it. to me. I know. Yeah. I like right? I kinda like that one. Okay. It's kind of like a little like get back in your lane. It's like you don't yes, know what you're talking I, about. You don't matter. That's oh, really good. Okay. What about you? What else you have? I have one like of people who like just brag about reading the classics. Just like, oh okay. I love the classics. Because you are a book blogger. I love so. books. Okay. I'm so into books. I don't care if you read the classics, but then just like being like didn't you just love Anna Karenina? And do you go into your mind like, have they even read that book? Yes, is that I what think you're like, saying? Did you read that in high school? Like, see, like, I, you, like, I'm not. Is is that a thick book too? It is. I, I don't know. Tolstoy. Oh, so yes, it's okay. like an like kind of a bigger, or, or even in general. I mean, like, okay. do you really like? I don't know Steinbeck. Like, do you like him? Who likes that? I don't know. There's just so many books out there. Somebody could like him. And it's fine if you like him, but then okay. like, I feel like the braggadociousness All of right. the whole thing. So you're in the book blogging world. I'm in the pastor world. Yes. All okay. Right. Give me a pastor. So example. a pastor thing. This is classic, and I have to admit, I've done. Do I can't wait. It's so bad, but you meet a pastor and you're sizing each other up. Like we go to a conference or wherever at, and you're meeting somebody for the first time, and you go, yeah. "So, uh, so what size is your church?" <laughs> yes. 
You know, it's always got to be about who's best. got the biggest Chino oh, number. It's so, so bad, much. but it, it's so I'm much. just admitting. Have you ever like said it was a little bigger than it was? Maybe just a little You're bit. Just, like, just, we're, just we're, we're really we're, growing. We're, we're, we're huge. <laughs> Launched two churches. You know, we got things kind of going a big on. Deal. It's I so love that. it's so bad. So great. Okay, what about the pride of not being into things? Of like, I don't watch the Oscars. I'm not oh. into celebrity gossip. Yes, exactly. I don't like American. Soccer, whatever it is. Like, yes. yes, I don't like certain music or whatever. Yes, yes. like you're just, just for the you're, back. you're a lot cooler because okay. you're you don't like. I it. think you hang around more cool people than I do. I mean, like, clearly, I think that's the case because, uh, yeah, I don't know that I've had anybody quite say it like that before. Okay, okay. Well, I would I, say that I like celebrities, so I might be like, oh, I'm watching the Oscars, and people would be like. You're yeah, like, this, is, like this is like down here. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I, I guess a real one that I have that people say to me is, you don't know what I've been through. Yeah. You know, because yeah. as a pastor, people are like, you know, sometimes they want to come and they want advice, but they really don't want advice. They're like, they want to say how me. bad their life really is. Yeah. Okay. How horrible it is. And you don't know, Pastor, what I've been through. Do you have a response? Like, they have, for it? like, well, it's, I've got to get through this. It's like okay. they say, I'm like the first person you've ever met that's ever gone through this. Yes. And so then there are some exceptions to the rules of what you're going to say because of what I went through. Okay. That's yep. that's sometimes. Kind and of I feel like that's like I feel like you have to have like a token response for that. You have to like <laughs> yeah, have that's like, like that you say uh, every time. you're not different than anyone else. Yes. So I try to say that in a nice way. <laughs> you're like, by the way, like by I, the way, I've actually met know, a lot of people. I, you know, <laughs> I've been in this thing a little while. This is not my first rodeo. There you, you know, go. right? Okay. And then, have you heard how big my church is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, it's terrible. Well, so we're talking today about what is, we're we're talking about less pride. Yes. More fulfillment. Yes. Okay, so let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. you're a, a stay-at-home mom. I am. And That's you have true. two girls. Mm-hmm. And how do you find fulfillment in your life as a stay-at-home mom? Because I would think yeah. of any, and I'm going to say this, it might sound a little condescending, Ooh, but I don't mean it to be condescending. All right. I'll but you. of all people to say, okay, how can you find fulfillment as a stay-at-home mom? How do you do that? Okay, let me tell you, it's tough, because okay. it's it's a, of the monotony of yeah, it, yeah. the grind of okay. it. Um, but I'm working on it okay. right now. So I feel like I have an answer for you. Oh, like, this I'm, is good. I'm avidly okay. working on so it. So I'm listening. Is um, I'm trying to be just have a lot more gratitude. Interesting. My okay. pastor told me about it. Oh, uh, really? Um, he must be a pretty great <laughs> pastor. It's a pretty you know how big his church is. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to work on gratitude so okay. that I can just get through, not get through the day, but instead of feeling like that, of getting through the day, that I can yeah. like have enjoyment in the day. Mm-hmm. Because it is, a, I mean, just the discipline alone, like yeah. it gets old. Yep. And then just... Keeping house gets old, and raising tiny humans yeah. gets old. I, you know, I'll tell you one of my pet peeves. Things that I don't like to do is laundry. It seems like oh, it is a never-ending cycle. And I worst? help my wife with the laundry. Okay, like, but I hate it. I loathe the laundry. Okay, good. I'm glad we it's share a awful. common loathe. Yes. Of, of in general, laundry. I'm not like super into house chores. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not like, oh my goodness, like, don't you just like find it relaxing to do the dishes? I don't. No, like, no. no. I heard about this machine that folds clothes. Have you heard about this? No. Like, it's I'm a tech guy, and I okay. watch all this stuff. And there's this machine that's out right now that actually folds your shirts and your uh, slacks, jeans, whatever. I'd be into and it. I'm like, I would buy that. I would be into it. Yeah. I mean, so, do you have to put everything on every time? I don't know. Like, maybe uh, no, it like, like you load it into it and it'll do it. It's like a conveyor belt? I, yeah, something I don't like know. that. Well, I don't know. I'd be into it. I like really you, do not like You would it. do a fun crowd raiser support <laughs> rate, whatever thing for like that, right? Okay. Yes, for exactly. This, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just don't, yes, I don't like a lot of the. I mean, especially we've had so many snow days recently. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. My Atlanta, yeah, it's just crazy. Of just being at home, being at home, being at home. 
So, so this idea of like the monotony, it's just the day in and day out, the, the routine grind. of thing. And I think yes. that's why people don't feel like their lives matter, but they want their lives to mean something. Yes. But they continue to do the same thing over and over and over. Yes. And it is hard to find meaning in that yeah. moment, in that time in life. Yeah. To just yeah. be like, why am I doing this? Yeah. What is happening? And I think you've hit something that's really important. Like the idea of gratitude is really important. I mean, there's been all these studies and I preached about this several yes. weeks ago. And if you haven't listened to it, I'd encourage you to go back you and should. listen to that. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but there were studies done about people that really are intentional about writing down what they're grateful for. It makes a huge difference in their life. Yes. It really does. I'm, so have I you noticed that. anything different as you've yes. like begun to... Let me tell you that the, the okay. hardest part is being consistent with your gratitude. It, it's the hard it part of anything off. in life, right? I, yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's so hard to make that a habit. Well, then you have to come up with new things to be grateful for. I know. You're like, can okay. I say coffee? I said that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Um, but I just started reading The Gratitude Diaries by Janice Kaplan. I could be butchering okay. her name. I don't know if you've heard of it. But I have not. She does something where she's trying to live a full year in gratitude of like okay. trying to purposefully make the take the whole year of gratitude and she wrote a book about what her life changed that sounds really interesting that. it's been super interesting so okay. far yeah. um but that's kind of another thing that's kind of inspired me to be like oh okay like i in the end it seems like she's really like changing her thinking of just instead of having a hole in her jacket and being like oh i really need a jacket she's like wow this jacket's been great it's been super cozy for 14 years uh, so stuff she like kind that of flips that yes too. and she says okay. it's like a little more natural it's way more natural now that as the year's gone on so that's my goal that's really good so we'll have to was it good enough to put in the description like yeah which people yeah, should I read that yeah okay, I, let's I mean do i'm that. like I have probably 150 pages left or 100 okay, pages yeah, left. But, but yes, it's but good so far. So far, it's been so far good. I'm yeah. really liking it. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay, so let's let's dive down just a little bit deeper. Okay, what does it mean in a Christian perspective? You're a believer in Jesus. Yes. How do we find more fulfillment? I think that the, the first thing that we have to talk about is like salvation, ultimately, right? Yes. I mean, committing our life to Christ, yes. Step one. having him change us from, you know, Kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light. That's the first step. Yes. You can't live a fulfilled life unless you experience the new birth first. I agreed. Okay. I agree right. with that sentiment. And then I think as then as we move from there, I think there are different levels of maybe kind of fulfillment. Okay. And I um, I think there are some things that we can kind of look to if we're segmenting out, like where can we really find meaning and fulfillment? Okay. Okay. And, and I'd say the first one, I think, is understanding the importance of worship. Okay. And I don't think most people think about this when they think about a fulfilled life. Yeah, but, that's interesting. But I think that when we really understand what worship is all about, in other words, worshiping God for who he is, that we've been designed and created to worship our creator, mm -hmm. there's a fulfillment that comes in our life. Okay. And, and I don't want to push on this too much, but I think if people could spend a little bit of time in their own personal lives, really coming to a better understanding of what worship really is, okay. I think they would have a greater degree of fulfillment in their life. Hmm. I've experienced that, not just through worship like singing, but worship through reading, worship through prayer, worship as a lifestyle. Okay. And I could preach a whole thing on that. I don't want to yeah. do that here, but that idea of worship brings fulfillment. Yeah, I like that. So I'm trying to think like, how do you feel in a worship service environment? Like the traditional singing thing. Does that, did you resonate with that or is that harder for you to kind of like quote enter in? I dig it. I okay. like it a lot. Um, I am like musically inclined i would say okay. so i like can hear when people are off i can hear does so, that like, bug you that could pull me out a bit more okay. than anything else okay like but like see in i'm general, ignorantly I bliss really like it. That's I, a, I, the same way okay, my husband's the same okay. way he's like i don't know i thought everybody sounded great, great you know right. you're like wow yeah. <laughs> um but in general i like i love 
worship. And I do, okay. like, I, I think I give people, anybody, like, a lot of great, I'm not like, oh, I should be up there doing, like, amazing, I'm so excited. Yeah, I just We're, hear it. We'll put you yeah. up next no, week. Thank you. Okay. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but did you sense something after that kind of worship experience or during that worship experience? If so, what is that like for you? I think that I, like, get a big sense of peace okay. that occurs when I'm doing, when I'm okay. in worship, um, that in general, I wouldn't say that like I lived like the world's most peaceful life with two toddlers. So right. that's like a really nice thing that I encounter it's in a worship. a moment for you. Yeah, for just you. like okay. peace, which right. I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So besides the idea of worship, which we could go on for a long time, but I think our listeners, they can dive a little bit deeper into that. I think another thing is understanding that we're part of God's family. And this is something that I think we forget kind of in our own individualistic American society, right? Okay. Everybody segments themselves out, but but we're part of the family of God. You know, back in the day in the 70s, they would say brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, which is kind of cheesy, but I think there was something to that. Like people understood that they were part and parcel of each other. And when we recognize that we're not just that word community, which I think kind of loses its punch today, okay. like when we're really part of a family, like we're going to live together forever. Like that's oh boy, roommates. Like that's <laughs> roommates for I love how you come up with these things. But but right, wow, like that's that's really something. Yeah. So you and I and everyone else that's a follower of Jesus that's committed our life to each other, like we're in it for the long haul. Yes. For eternity. I'm going to start calling you Brother David. There, from there now you on. go. Okay, good. That's what All I right. took from that whole thing. Super. But. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. And I, it's funny because I always listen, like if I listen to a song on the radio, um, yeah. He knows my name or he calls me friend. I always think yeah. like, of course he does. Like he created the world. Like yeah. I don't know why everybody's so into that. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it's funny to think of that, that like like a lot of people do find a lot of hope and peace in that of like yeah. being like, yes, I am yeah. part of the family. I, he yeah. does know me. You know, yeah. But that's like a big, yeah. that could help you a lot. Okay. Interesting. All right. So I think my, my last one that I thought would be really interesting in terms of having a fulfilled life is that we all have a mission. Okay. Okay. Going back Be to the calling? Well, yeah, a little bit about the calling. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But maybe a little more intentional than just saying it's a calling for me. It's it's a calling to. Okay. Okay, right? Sometimes we think, well, what is it for me, me, me? Mm -hmm. Well, when we commit our lives to Christ, he calls us to something as well. Okay. So there's a mission that we have to complete. And those gifts, talents, skills, you're a book blogger. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. and so, but you're a stay-at-home mom as well. Mm -hmm. But your ability to have a mission towards those people who are on the book blogging circuit, uh -huh. like you can affect their lives. Yeah, like I hope so. We have a mission, mm -hmm. and I think being a missions pastor for 18 years really helped me see that a little bit more clearly. That everything that we do and say really should help people one step closer to understanding who God is. Like it that. doesn't mean that we have to lead somebody into a prayer, mm -hmm. you know, get them to raise their hand and whatever. But are we leading people into their next step of knowing who God is? A stepping stone. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So, so I'll ask you a really tough question. Oh, boy. Okay. Here we go. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So how would that look for you in your book blogging sphere? If I were to say, hey, I'm, I'm a pastor and I'm encouraging you to help people take one step closer because there's a mission that they have to fulfill, mm -hmm. then... Um, how do you go about doing that? Okay. Okay. Well, I would say that, um, so I'm a book blogger, but I started a bookstagram, which is called, which is an Instagram. A, a what? A, a bookstagram? bookstagram. I, yes, This is crazy. I've never heard of these it things. It is just, it's an Instagram that's completely devoted to books. Okay. And it's a whole community. Okay. And I kind of did it just to promote my blog, but then I kind of just felt led to like really pour into that a lot. Okay. You're using this Christian I know, word led. I'm okay. Super but that's all right. But you, you felt like God was saying, hey, you need to do something a little bit more. Yes. Okay. And 
in doing so, I think I'm like trying to make myself available for people. And okay. I am also um, try to like be vulnerable with my, my own life and stuff on there. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's been, I've met some great friends on there. And I've okay. also like, feel like I've really talked to some people who are struggling hard with some, some big issues. Yeah. Um, and I try to be consistently there for them. That's okay. my goal as far as like the light of Christ is just to be consistent okay. and to be yeah. there for them. And I'm praying for them, right. not with them, but no, I'm no, praying, praying for them. For them. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, and I feel like that's, I feel like that's something that's really been, it's been really cool to see and really interesting to see as far as like even a trajectory of um, some of the people's lives who I've interacted with on there who are really battling some big things. Which I think that's huge because part of our mission is to bring the peace of Christ wherever we go. Yeah. His love, his peace, his purpose. When we bring that into a culture or society or whatever, it does change things. Yeah. So in a sense, you're fulfilling the mission that God has for you in your sphere. I think that's so cool. I like it. And I think it, it doesn't matter who you are. You're a student. You're a CEO. You're a blue-collar worker. It doesn't matter. If you're bringing in God's peace, his purpose, his joy, when we're able to do that, it changes things. Mm -hmm. It really does. Yeah. And I think then we can look back and we say we really are making a difference. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was trying to think of this isn't like a biblical way to stay, okay. to stay fulfilled, but something that I've done in like the last, I think the last year or year and a half that I've tried to like purposefully do is um, I would say I'm like trying to be brave is, is like a goal of mine. That's really good. Um, and not like, not like I'm not jumping out of an airplane. Like sure. I'm not like being reckless or something. Okay. But just in like day to day life, I'm trying to do things that I just have been afraid to do or I feel yeah. I'm too old to learn how to do. Okay. Or One was parallel parking. Parallel parking, parallel parking, really? In the last year. And how well do you do now? I'm not amazing, but I've done it twice successfully without filling the car. Congratulations. I know. That's I, good. It's kind of a That's big deal for me. It's kind of like, you you're, know, you feel like you're 30. Should you know how to parallel park? <laughs> hey, you're keeping the streak alive. No accidents. <laughs> I know. You can tell your mom. I still, I, I parallel you're park. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and even in this most recent winter, I drove in the snow. And that uh, was a big one. That was a be brave for from me. From California yes. to Kansas City. I've tried to learn multiple yeah. times, okay. and I'm just such a wuss in the snow. But That's I don't great. want my kids to grow up and think that, like, you have to be in, a, uh, in fear That's good. or afraid. So That's good. I'm trying to do things like that. And I think it will lead to a more fulfilled life in an everyday life of just pushing your boundaries a little bit right. of, like, just being brave, just trying things you want to try. That's good. Trying things you want to do. I like that. That's great. Know. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Whew. Anything you have to add to that? I, I think we I think we did pretty good. I, I, I had I had one uh, kind of interesting thing, and that is, and I'm gonna end it with this. And okay. this is a quote, so okay. don't look down on me. It's not Lewis. C. It's not C.S. Lewis. This is Andrew Murray. Okay. He, he does. He's a great quote. This is what he says. We can leave leave everybody with this. Pride must die in you, or nothing of heaven can live in you. I like it. You like that? I do like that. Like if we yeah. have pride, we really can't experience the realities of heaven in us. Yeah. And I think we can take that across the board in whatever world you live in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, so, I really like that. Kill the pride, let heaven flow out of us. I like that a lot. Okay, there you I'm go. into it. Okay. Who? All Whew. right. All right. Are we ready for a little Q&A time? I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I know. Okay, let's do okay, it. Okay, well, I'm going to actually read a start with reading a scripture because this um, actually involves a scripture here. Uh -oh. Okay. okay. All I right. Know. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, this is Genesis 6-4, okay. and I'm reading the NIV version. Okay. Um, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. and also The who? The Nephilim. The Nephilim, okay. Yep, just, I'm sure you're familiar. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just had to say that so people would know. Okay. And also afterwards, okay. when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them, they were the heroes of old, the men of renown. Mm. Which is just, I love that scripture. So 
the question. You love this scripture. It's because it's crazy. It it's is just crazy. It's such a weird scripture. It's so, it's so, so crazy. crazy. Okay. So the question is, who do you think the heroes of old actually refer to? Interesting. Okay, so this is the most hotly debated passage of scripture in the Pentateuch, in the in the first five books of the Bible. It is the most hotly debated among theologians, bar none. I didn't know that. Yes, it is. So that's fact number one. That's great. Okay. Fact number two, there are three or four different kind of perspectives on this. Okay. And I take maybe a little bit more of a controversial perspective on this. So watch out. Here we go. (laughs) So I'll just I'll just go right out there. Okay. I'm I'm just gonna say my perspective is is that when it talks about the sons of God mm-hmm. going into the daughters of men. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that verse there and that word, the sons of men, is only used in Job, and it's used of angelic beings. Okay. Okay. So we're we're taking we're talking angels. Yeah, we're talking angels. Okay. And so what I want to say right now from the outset is that is that myself or any other theologians, it's all conjecture. Okay. So it's really just idea. We're, yes. we're just kind of, so we're not building any kind of church on this or any kind of okay. theology. This is just our best guess. If we were, it'd be a big church. <laughs> if we were, huge, <laughs> huge. Okay. Uh, but I really think, I really think they were angelic beings. Okay. And I think they were demonic beings who came, and, and we see this throughout scripture, that angels presented themselves in the forms of humans. Okay. They could eat yeah. Uh, they interacted. Okay. The, they, uh, the angels came, right, with Lot, and they took him yeah, out of, I right? Hate that right? Okay, yes. I hate that story. But these were physical beings. Yeah. No, and not so, the Lot story. Yeah, I don't oh, hate no, no. that story. But I'm just I saying, see, yeah. right, okay. But I'm just saying, <laughs> to me, it's not a stretch to say that these demonic beings came and they interacted with women. Yes. And so I think I as a result of, the of that. I was thinking of the story of the angels coming and, like, here, you can have my daughters as, like, remember oh, that? Story. Yes, that's what yes, I was yeah. Of. Well, that's continue. for another. Yeah, anyway, continue. Yeah. So, I, so I, I think that as a result of that consummation, that then there are like this whole race like of half angels. Right. Yes. I love it. I, I, I think it. so. Anyway, I know it's controversial. Okay. People may disagree with me. Whatever. Okay. Uh, but but I think that I think looking at the text, that's the way you read it. So it was like a Hercules. You're saying yeah. this is Hercules. Uh, yeah. This is the story of Hercules. Well, okay, but and that's a whole other discussion to this. Is that it's not. Uh, some people think that this is just a myth. So the Old Testament is borrowing myths from okay. other things and inserting into the text. And we have to be careful about that okay. because we believe that scripture is the word of God. It's yeah. not borrowing from something else. Okay. okay? So, maybe so explaining let's why be clear. that existed uh, potentially. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Or okay. that they're explaining why there were these creatures who were like bigger, stronger, kind of heroic guys. I mean, yeah. like sup- the superheroes of, of yes, things of old, I right? That. I mean, that's this what is I, Thor. Yeah, or exactly. Like My it. kids would love this. <laughs> we're watching this, right? Uh, I just don't think there's, I mean, there's some other ways to describe that. We don't have time to kind of go into it. But I think it's the most plausible explanation, although maybe the most far-fetched. But it is the simplest way to read the text. No, I like that. Okay, yeah. So do you think that, like, potentially Goliath was one of these guys? Uh, there is potential. Now, we see this as well. I don't know if we want to keep going on down this path. But when uh, the children of Israel come into the promised land, the very first thing that they the spies that go into the promised land, you know what they say? They say, yeah. we saw the Nephilim. We saw them. We were like grasshoppers to them. Oh my and goodness. they were to us. So okay. in other words, there is, there was, obviously they were huge. I mean, we talk about the grapes that were on their shoulders, you know, all of these, the, these proportional sizes were out. And so, I mean, was this carried through? I, it seems to be. Ooh, that's seems so to be the interesting. Case. I love that. It's, it's kind of fun as you look through scripture and kind of read through some of that stuff. I know. Just to kind of, again, we can't really pinpoint it, but these are things that we think about. Yeah. So, I yeah. kind of like that. Okay. I can like, yeah. I like to picture the theologians okay. hanging around. Me. Yeah. I know. No yeah. way. I know it. <laughs> and I like it. So one thing I would say is that 
if anyone tells you that they know exactly what it's supposed to be, don't believe them nobody because knows. they nobody believes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good okay. to know. Good to know. <laughs> well, this concludes episode four, season episode one, four. episode four. There we go. And um, don't forget to follow us and subscribe. That's right.